everything set up up here right quick. Oh, we're having junior church. I didn't realize that. Hey, there you go. Before we get started, I want to have a quick word of prayer because I kind of need it this morning. Father God, we thank you for a chance, the, the great privilege to come together as a body to worship corporately, to partake of the communion emblems so that we can remember the sacrifice of, of Jesus on the cross. And Lord, that moment where we can dig in your word, find those uh, those scriptures or those phrases within the scripture that we can interject into our lives so that we can follow you better, so that we can become closer to you. Lord, I pray that you just have me to say what you want me to say. And to calm the nerves just a little bit. Thank you for all this, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. It's funny, it's been a, been a little bit since I preached. Um, I've always heard that, like, you know, they'll, they'll say, hey, include a funny illustration or a funny story or something to break the ice a little bit. Um, so there'll be a few of those along the way. Well, last Saturday, a week from yesterday, I get a call about 5 o'clock in the evening, and it's somebody who want me to fill in preach the very next morning. It was Jeff Pate. He needed, me to, he needed somebody to fill in at uh, Miller's Academy, and I said, uh, you know, Jeff, I, I, I don't do this very often. I said, I, I, I think I might need a little more time to prepare something. He's like, okay, just have something ready the next time because I'll call you. 16 hours later, I get a call from TJ. And I'm like, whoa, here we go. We're driving on the way to church last Sunday when he calls me or when I call him back. I forget how it works out. Anyway, and uh, I was a little quiet for a minute. I was like, well, second time in 16 hours. You got to do it this time, and that was even before I asked when I was going to be <laughs> when I was going to be doing it. So it just goes to show, if you ask for a little more time to get something done, it's going to happen. God's going to make it happen. Um, so certain folks have certain styles. I don't know what kind of style I've got, but we're just going to dive in and go go with it. Okay, it's probably more of a teaching. Kind of scenario. You have a field <laughs> yeah. Um, Psalm 121. And honestly, I think I've done a sermon on this passage of scripture before, but when we moved into the new house, I can no longer find it. So I had to come up with the good Lord had to help me come up with some some other ideas to share about it. Uh, and I typically use a lot of different sources, a lot of different commentaries. You know, I'll listen to other preachers, things of that nature. So Psalm 121, 
I want to go ahead and uh, read through that. And keep in mind that uh, a lot of these, this psalm is considered a song of ascent, okay? So think of ascent. What does that mean? You know, you're, it's a song of ascent. And many times travelers to Jerusalem would sing these songs traveling in to Jerusalem. So just kind of keep that in, in the back of your head. But Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Verse 5, the Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. And then verse 8, the Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. You know, when you, uh, or when I think of mountains, I think of something big, something strong, okay? It kind of symbolizes strength at least for me anyway. And if you think about it, which way do mountains point? They point up, okay? And if you're going to properly look at a mountain, you're going to have to what? You're going to have to look up, okay? Well, our helper in Psalm 121 is God, naturally. It's God. See, he, uh, we'll get in this a little bit later. He created everything. So to get to the helper, what do you have to do? You've got to look past. You've got to look higher than the mountains. You've got to keep going to get to it. Psalm 46, 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. And then over in Psalm chapter 90, verse 2, before the mountains were born, or you brought the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And if anybody wants any of the scripture references, come find me and I'll get your email address or I'll get it to you because I'm going to kind of, I may go through them a little bit quick. I'm sure many of us have visited mountain ranges, you know, around the, around the country. The... I must say the, the tallest mountains I visited, that I have ever visited, would be the Great Smoky Mountains. Uh, if you compare the Great Smoky Mountains to Oak Mountain, a little bit of a difference, okay? Even though the view from the top of Oak Mountain is pretty nice, okay? Even just Oak Mountain. But see, other than the Smoky Mountains, you got the Great Rocky Mountains. Even They make the Smoky Mountains look and then from the Great Rockies, you've got, well, yeah, you've got that, and exactly. Yes, the Andes, yep, down in South America. Yep, so we've got mountains all over, different sizes, but, and then Mount Everest, of course, is the highest one in the world. As far as I know, that hadn't changed. I don't think anything's changed. And I've never been one of those folks that want to hike to the top of that thing, okay? But I just, no, I've watched too many documentaries about it where it goes bad. So I, I, I'm just going to sit where I'm at right here, okay? I might 
hike up to the top of uh, Chihaw Mountain in uh, Alabama. That might be about as far as I can get these days. But yeah, Everest, I look at you in pictures, okay? And I watch you on TV. But, but just think about that. You could stack all the mountains on the earth on top of each other. And God created them. And God is bigger than that, right? Can I get an amen on that? He's bigger than that. He created it all. And a lot of these points, a lot of these ideas I've got, they're going to kind of tie in a lot together. It's going to sound like maybe I'm repeating myself, but I may just be using a little bit different terms, okay? So, you know, God's the, the maker of heaven and earth. So that's, you know, everything, you know, it's, again, it's everything, heaven and earth. And our help comes, you know, from God that made everything. We all know Genesis 1-1, in the beginning. Somebody finish it for me. That's right. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 12, God made the earth by his power. He found the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heavens by his understanding. I get two things from that. He's got all the wisdom. He's got all the power. Okay, and our help, who does it come from? God. It's going to come from God. Okay. You know how I mentioned the mountains. If you stack them all on top of each other, God's bigger. God's bigger than that. So whatever you may be going through, you may be going through and you may have just come through a bad situation. Jeff told me to stay in front of the microphone. You may be coming from a bad situation in the middle of one, whatever it may be. God's bigger than anything you've got going on, okay? He's bigger than anything I've got going on, and I have to break it down for myself sometimes. Um, in verse, I'm going to read verses 3 and 4 again. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. You know, the same God that protected the Israelites, guess what? He's the same God today, okay? He's still, you know, some folks may say, well, we're not as pesky as the Israelites were because they wound up having to wander around for 40 years. I'd say we're pretty pesky ourselves, okay? I am, okay, sorry. I'm not trying to point, I'm not trying to project. It's just a habit. I know I'm very pesky, okay? Very hard-headed, very stubborn, set in my ways. You can ask my wife about that. Amen. So um, I wasn't expecting an amen from you, Jamie. <laughs> I meant that, Jamie. Yeah. It all works, though. It all works. Um, but we're, uh, ha. it's okay. It's all right. But if you notice here, the uh, in some, in most uh, Bibles, the word Lord is going to be capitalized, okay? So that's where we're talking about Yahweh. Anybody's heard the term Yahweh, okay? That was, that was, uh, that kind of describes God's covenant relationship with his people, Yahweh. And, you know, we're, we're in a covenant relationship with God, okay? We had the Old Testament, Old Covenant, New Testament, New Covenant, okay? So just kind of keep those words in your mind. And that word um, where it says watches over Israel is to watch over, to guard, or to protect. Now... Just a few quick things of how God uh, 
protects me, okay? And you can take this as you may. You may can use it yourselves. And this is going to sound, this thought may sound a little odd when I first say it, but just hear me out, okay? He protects us from accidents. Now, you're like, really? I just had a fender bender the other day. I just step off a curb the wrong way the other day and snap my ankle, which been there, done that. Nothing happens to me or you without God's knowledge. Okay? One more time. That's Nothing happens to any of us without God's knowledge. So just, just keep that in mind when we're talking about accidents. You know, if you build, you know, if you're building your life and working to get closer to God, He's going to get you on the on the solid ground that it speaks of here. Okay. Psalm thirty-seven, uh, yeah, Psalm thirty-seven, twenty-three and twenty-four. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in Him, though he may stumble. Okay, step off the curb, snap your ankle. He will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. So, yep, you might stumble a little bit, but that hand's going to come down and keep you from just completely falling. Even though, in my case, I have felt like, hmm, the hand didn't come down. And I did go ahead and fall and hurt something. Okay. Now, this next part, he said, he never sleeps nor slumbers. Okay? Never sleeps. I don't know about you guys, but that's it's hard for me to wrap my brain around. Okay? Because I know that my body, when I don't get enough sleep, is very hard to deal with. Okay? Recently, was having one of those sleepless nights. I don't remember what it was about. I don't remember what was going on. All I know is I remember rolling over. The last time I remember seeing on the clock when I was awake was 6 a.m. Yeah. And the alarm was supposed to go off, you know, 30 or 45 minutes later. And it did. Well, the day was awful. Luckily, I'm working from home right now. So the commute is still pretty short. But I didn't have as much time to get, to get everything together. And I'm telling you, I felt so bad the rest of the day. I mean, I, had done, I was feeling so bad. I was like, uh, let me check my temperature. And then I had a little cough, and I was like, oh, what's going on? And then I sneezed. And Jamie had heard all this. She walked, and I walked up close to her, and she went. I said, just, just, just everything's going to be all right. So I muddled my way through the work day, took a nap at lunch, okay? Maybe a little too long at lunch. Anyway, and even with that, whew, the rest of the day it was just like, ugh. So just the fact that God doesn't sleep, which I know he's not a human, but still messes with me. It's hard to understand that, hard to understand that. Now, over in 1 Kings, chapter 18, I don't have this scripture written down in what I've got printed off here, so I'm going to have to turn over to it. 
I want we're we're talking about a king or talking about a god when we talk about God not sleeping. First Kings eighteen twenty seven. Okay. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. <laughs> Shout louder, he said. Surely he is God. Perhaps he is deep in thought or busy or traveling. And I'm reading out the NIV. Maybe he is sleeping and must be awakened. The God he was talking about right there is Baal. Okay? The pagan God, Baal who obviously was having some issues because they were trying to cry out to him and nothing was happening. Kind of reminds me of the scene in the old movie, The Ten Commandments. If anybody's never seen that, you should watch it. But you'll have to devote about four hours of your life to it, I think. I think that's about how long it takes. But there's a scene where Pharaoh is trying to get some action out of his God, that funny-looking gold thing that's in the, that's in the movie. But I find it that it always tickles me when it says, and... Elijah began to taunt them. It kind of just makes me giggle just a little bit. I've just got just a quirky enough uh, kind of uh, personality to, to laugh at that. But, you know, he's always awake, so that means he's always ready. Um, anybody ever get distracted? Squirrel. Yeah, exactly, okay? God doesn't get distracted. He does not get distracted. I could get distracted here in just a minute in this, and everything might go sideways. God's got it all. God's got it, folks. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He's always ready. He's the creator. He's the maker of heaven and earth. And a question came to my mind. If God never sleeps, shouldn't I sleep a little easier? Just a thought. I'll say that again. If God never sleeps, shouldn't we sleep easier? Back to verse 5. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. You know, those hill, the hills and the mountains referenced here are probably far away, but the shade's always, you know, right beside you close beside you. God's close beside you. Psalm 16, 8. Psalm 16, 8. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I will not be shaken. Then back in Genesis, God's speaking to Jacob. Genesis 28, 15. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. Thank goodness. And again, some of this ties in a lot. Protect, you know, he protects us all the time. Let's think of day and night, okay? That's what it talks about here. And again, I mentioned how the travelers uh, to Jerusalem a lot of times were singing these songs, these psalms as they were traveling. And traveling back in those days, not that it's really that much safer these days, but it was pretty rough back then too. I mean, it gets pretty hot over there in the middle of the day, so you've got to watch out for that. And it was all, there was criminals, that, path, that, that route was known for criminals to knock you over the head of the rock and rob you. You know, there's examples in Scripture. 
Um, Psalm 91. Psalm 91. See if I can do this without my glasses this time. Psalm 91. This is a little bit similar. Verses 5 and 6. Psalm 91, 5 and 6. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. I don't know about you guys, I don't know about you all, but that word pestilence just ugh, seems like a mean word. I don't know if anybody else has ever thought that, just but it perfectly describes things when it's used in Scripture. Again, remember, day or night, day or night. That covers everything. That covers 24 hours. God's got it. Okay, just remember that. And he's always going to keep us from harm. I mean, And I mean in every aspect of our life, and this is something I have to remind myself of constantly, every aspect. Just think of that. Work, school, home, vacation, wherever you're at. Verses, let's, let's go back to Psalm 121. Verses 7 and 8, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. The translation for the word harm there is evil. Okay? So it translates to that. And I kind of want to get on a sidebar for a minute, try to keep this quick. There's nothing, God never said we were free and clear, okay? Things are going to happen. Bad times are going to happen. But Scripture always tells us that God is with us in those times, okay? And many times, how you, as a Christian, carry yourself and deal with a bad situation speaks volumes to, to others around you both Christian and non-Christian, okay? The, it, I mean, just as, as an example, you know, if, if someone is just really going through tough health struggles, I mean, just unbearable kind of stuff, but yet they're still calling people to say, hey, what can I pray for for you? You know, they're, they're encouraging other people. Always got a smile on their face. You ask them how they're doing. Oh, I'm fine. How are you doing? You know, that speaks volumes when you're going through situations like that. Um, sometimes the illustrations I have to come up with are personal. It's just because I can relate to them better, okay? I, I can't always do the best with storytelling, so I kind of have to tell what's happened to me. And I've told this a time or two, but there may be somebody here that hadn't heard it before. Um, you know, when, when Trayton was younger, um, at about 12 months, we, you know, we figured out that there was, you know, there was going to be some challenges, but we didn't know what. And after many doctor's visits, many little vials of blood pulled, and you get it now, he's, he's like 12 months old, so yeah, led to a little bit of an aversion to folks in white lab coats. The very last, the very last test that that neurologist did gave us 
the diagnosis. I had never heard of it. It was fragile X syndrome. I'd never heard of it. Didn't know a clue. He told us something about it then. He said, you guys just take this in. Um, I know you're going to have questions. You know, here's, it's kind of a blur. Some of that's still a blur to this day. So we get home that night and I call my mom and I tell her and because all I thought about on the way home that night was, wow, things have changed. Things have changed. And so I called mother and I don't remember what day of the week it was when we had that doctor's appointment. I want to say it was sometime later in the week, but after Trayton was born and he got a few months old there was kind of a standing date night we carried Trayton over to the mother and daddy's and Jamie and I would just go eat or whatever it would be well the reason I say this point was close to the end of the week is because it was close to the standing date time that we had so we either had found this out on a Thursday or Friday well by the time we got over there to drop him off now mother had retired didn't have a computer at home okay she done went to the library and got a library card and hopped on the computer and when we got there she had this binder put together of stuff she had printed off you know this is what it may look like positive stories she found news articles she had it ready for us and that was all God that was her being willing to be used by God to provide some uh, level-headedness. So just know that God's help very likely is going to come from one of your Christian brothers or sisters. Okay? Just happened in this case, it was my mother. And, you know, she became an advocate. She became an advocate. And... Uh, I'll never forget, she um, she called me down the most when she said, well, there may only be one in so many kids that have this, but that just means there's only one in so many mothers and fathers that get to take care of them. Puts it in perspective a little bit, but it calmed me down. So when we're talking about things are, you know, God's got it, things are going to come out of the blue, God's with you. And in another sidebar, we as Christians, if we know somebody's dealing with something like that, we just need to be right there with them. We need to be praying for them, calling and you know, calling and checking on them. As long as we're not really just overloading them with stuff. And many times, you could be that. You could be God's source of help to somebody going through a bad situation. So, so just keep that in mind. Romans eight twenty eight. I love this, and we know that all things, God, all things. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And then a little bit further down, verses 37 through 39, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, I believe that covers everything, 
will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. God's ready to take on anything you've got. Evil's never going to win over God, even though sometimes we feel like it's pretty close. It's not going to happen. You know, there are those times in our lives where we can... Anybody a creature of routine? Everybody can just go ahead and raise your hand up. Most of us, anyway. I can. We like our little routine. You know, we get up at a certain time, we do this, and then at this time, you know, we're ready to do this, and at lunch, we're going to do a certain thing. We're either going to work out, we're either going to do a Bible study, or we're going to do it like I did the other day and take a nap. That was kind of out of the routine, though. Um, Those moments where we're out of routine, maybe it's a transition. Maybe you've had a job, maybe you've had a job loss. And if you're a creature of routine, let me tell you, that will throw your that's gonna throw everything off, okay? What's a loss of job gonna create? Financial problems. I find for me those transition times are when I'm likely to slip up. And I'm just speaking for me directly. We're about to wrap up, folks. Don't worry. Deuteronomy 28.6. Deuteronomy 28.6. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. Again, that's something that covers everything. Coming in, going out. Psalm 139. Verses 2 and 3. You know when I sit and when I rise. <laughs> that makes me giggle. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Kind of scary, isn't it? He knows everything. All the deep, dark little secrets. But he knows it all because he created it all. Okay, I mean, he created everything, so he's there for you. He's got it, no matter how big the problem is. In verse 8, there's a word, forevermore. Uh, that's another word that I think that is just a neat, cool word. I, you probably never thought you would hear the word cool in a sermon, but I just think that word is cool. And it should be it's encouraging to me to know that God's always there. In the, whatever's going to come, he's there for you. Matthew 28, 20, And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Very popular scripture. Then Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever, forevermore. You know, we as Christians, I'm going to wrap this up here. We as Christians are all, you know, we're all on a journey. This is a journey. And it takes work. It takes a lot of work. Tough times are going to come. Which can range, you name it, can happen. There are going to be times of loss on this earth. 
God's still there. He's still there. Because we have to remember that ultimately, Christians, heaven is the destination. Okay? And it wasn't until a few years ago that I realized that sometimes answers to prayers are folks just getting to their destination a little quicker than you thought. Because I can promise you this, with everything that's going on in the world right now with the virus, I would not want my mother and daddy having to deal with this right now. It's hard to say. But that's where their help come from. They got there just a little bit quicker than we did. So our helper is the creator of the universe, everything. And it's hard for me to imagine the size of the universe because you have these scientists that want to use all these exponential formulas and they come up with numbers about, you get past about six digits, and I'm kind of over it, okay? But God's bigger than that. Just think about that. He's bigger than that. And the same God that protected the pesky Israelites protects us pesky folks today. He's going to protect us from all harm. He's going to provide for us. And that help could come uh, in the ways I was just thinking, but it could come through a fellow Christian. So let's just keep that in our prayers, uh, keep that in our minds. Um, I'm going to close with a word of prayer, and I'm going to uh, kind of pray over the school situation, if you guys don't mind. And Jeff, I'm going to get you to come up here when I'm done. One of these days, I'm going to make it through one of these things without doing this. Let's pray. Father God, first I thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace and your protection and your help even when I'm too hard-headed to see it. The psalmist put it together nicely for us. Father God, we're in really unprecedented times right now. And we know that everything happens. You... you it's all happening with your knowledge. And your will is still going to take hold. But in these unprecedented times, we have school systems that are starting back. And Father God, I'm not here to talk about decisions that have been made, one side or the other. I'm just lay, I just want to lay it at your feet. Teachers are in uncertain times. Students are in uncertain times. And teachers, 
spend a lot of times with our uh, sometimes spend more time with with kids than their own parents so I just want to lay those teacher I want to put those teachers in your hands and I want to put the students in your hands whether they're physically in person or whether they are sitting on a computer screen trying to do their work we're just going to lay it all at your feet Lord because we know your will will be done and your will is perfect and your will is best father god i thank you again for a chance just to stand up here for a few minutes and share what was on my heart that you had led me to and i pray that as we go through the week that whatever our sphere of influence may be is that we impact that i impact somebody for you in jesus name amen